I'm Lisa Mullins, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH in Boston. Every year, tens of thousands of undocumented immigrants who are married to U.S. citizens apply to live here legally. They have to return to their native countries to file the application. Then they wait. That waiting period can take months, even years, in some of the world's most dangerous countries, countries such as El Salvador. Charlie Garcia was killed there last year while he was waiting for a decision in his case. Ambar Espinosa reports. Charlie Garcia entered the United States illegally 13 years ago. He made his way to Minnesota, found a job, married an American citizen, and had a son. But fearing he would be deported and permanently separated from his family, Garcia decided to play by the rules. When his son was six months old, Garcia returned to El Salvador to file paperwork. But because he had entered the United States illegally, Garcia was automatically barred from re-entering the country for 10 years. So he applied for a waiver. His sister Roxana says Garcia had been in El Salvador for a year, waiting for a decision in his case. Many of us even encouraged him to go back illegally, but he would say no. He always had faith that his paperwork would go through. He would say, I know that my paperwork will be approved. I know I'll rejoin my wife and see my son. But Charlie Garcia never saw his family again. Roxana Garcia remembers the morning one year ago when her brother made her pancakes here in their mother's house in Santa Ana. It was the last time she spoke to him. When he was saying goodbye as I left for work, he said, when I'm gone, you're going to miss me because I'm the one who cooks for you. I thought to myself, that's a really odd thing to say. Later that day, Roxana Garcia received a telephone call telling her that her brother, their cousin, and a friend had been struck by a car while they were bicycling home. She rushed to the scene and found her brother lying dead in the street near a gas station. About three miles away, police found the bodies of Garcia's cousin and friend. The police arrested a man, and he was charged with accidentally hitting and killing all three men. The case was closed, but Garcia's sister isn't satisfied. It wasn't an accident. It looked as if someone had shot Charlie. Roxana Garcia says when she found her brother's body, she saw bullet wounds in his head and his leg. She suspects he got caught in some random gang violence, and the authorities didn't want to investigate. El Salvador has the second highest murder rate in the world, and many of those murders are committed by gangs. An estimated 20,000 gang members terrorize the country with impunity. Santa Ana, where Garcia died, is one of El Salvador's most violent cities. Garcia's widow, Elisa, says her husband was afraid the entire time he was back there. There was some times where he would be walking and there would be cops all over. He'd be like, what's going on? And there'd be like a dead body by a tree or something. Or Sometimes he'd hear gunshots when he was inside the house. What happened to Charlie Garcia is not an isolated case, according to Greg Chen. He's with the American Immigration Lawyers Association in Washington. Our lawyers have sent us literally dozens of examples of people who have been going through the regular process and have either been assaulted or kidnapped and killed. And we have many, many more cases of people who have just been stuck waiting for months or years because of a process right now that just doesn't make sense. Those lengthy waits have prompted a proposal by the Obama administration to streamline the process. 
Under the plan, undocumented immigrants who marry U.S. citizens could file their waiver applications and wait for a decision in the United States. That's a bad idea, says Mark Rikorian. He's executive director of the Center for Immigration Studies, which supports tighter controls on immigration. If they apply for the waiver in the United States and they're turned down, then what do we do? Somebody has to go and look for them and remove them from the country, which frankly isn't going to happen. Krikorian says that while cases like Charlie Garcia's are tragic, they shouldn't be used to weaken the rules. It's hard to use individual sob stories as a rationale for changing the whole structure of immigration policy, and I'm afraid that's often what advocates end up doing. But Charlie Garcia's widow, Alyssa, says she hopes the proposed rule change would prevent others from experiencing such a terrible loss. A decision on the rule is not expected before the end of the year. For The World, I'm Ambar Espinosa.